Welcome to the Encounter Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. We've sort of, this year, it's been a busy year, or for others, it's, uh, you've been planning, you've had time off, and you're like, yep, 2020, here we come. You've got all your New Year's resolutions ready to go. And, uh, but, you know, everyone is at different stages in their life and, and every year is different for every single person. But the one thing that I'm very confident about is that we all go into a new year hoping for a better year. Yeah. No one ever looks at the new year and thinks, oh, I hope this is the worst year of my life. <laughs> I've never once looked at Aston and said, I hope 2020 is a really bad year. <laughs> we just don't do that, do we? We all hope for a better year. And so today, because I know that we all hope for a better year, I've decided to title my message, Where is Your Hope? Where is Your Hope? And so today I want to uh, draw some insights from the story of Lot and his wife when they have to flee uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And so if you don't know the story, I'll give you a quick recap. Uh, so Lot is actually Abraham, uh, Abraham's nephew. And if you don't know who Abraham is, Abraham is the founding father of Israel. God sent Abraham to go to a new land, which he promised, and uh, Lot went with him. And on the journey, uh, God blesses them, and they become, uh, you know, they accumulate a lot of wealth, they accumulate a lot of livestock, and so much so that they come to this point where the herdsmen are actually uh, quarrelling because there's not actually enough land for, for their livestock to, to cohabitate together. And so uh, Abraham brings Lot in and he says, we're family, so let's not quarrel. So how about you go that way and I'll go that way? Or he says, how about you choose? He actually gives him the option. He said, you, you choose where you want to live and I'll go somewhere else so that we can have enough land. And so he says, if you go that way, I'll go this way. If you go this way, I'll go that way. And so they depart ways. And so Lot chooses to go down to a place near Sodom and Gomorrah and set up camp there and to start to live his life there. And so it's here where I really want to pick up in the story. See, Lot is living his life there and Sodom and Gomorrah is actually a very wicked place. And God sees this place and he says, I need to get rid of this place. This is pure evil. And so Lot's living there and uh, God comes to Abraham and tells Abraham his plans of destroying this place because judgment has come on this place. And Abraham pleads with uh, the three angels that were with them and says, you know, I have family pretty much there. Can you look after them? And so God grants him that. And as the angels go down into Sodom, they find Lot. Lot looks after the angels. And uh, over one night, the angel said, you need to flee this place. And so this is, I want to read from here, uh, from Genesis 19, verse 15 to 20. And then we'll pull some points out of here. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, 
or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please, your servant has found favour in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster, disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. So the first point I want to pull out this morning is hope is not in your plans. Like, like I said before, we're all in this time of year where we're actually planning for 2020. A lot of us are thinking about the different habits we want to change. Some of us are thinking about different jobs or thinking about, you know, what do I want my family to look like? Thinking about what do I want my life to look like? And so we start to put plans in place to make our new year better. And I think what can really happen is we can actually start to put our hope in those plans themselves. But if we look at what happened with Lot in this, in this moment, Lot actually made plans with the angel to go to a place where he thought safety would be. See, he has said, look, I don't want to go to the mountains. I don't like the mountains. I'm scared of the mountains. Can I please make plans to go to this place where we will be safe? And his hope was in the plans of that place. And I think sometimes what we can do is we can actually put plans in place with the hope of those plans being the things that we rely on. And what we can actually do is we can actually set ourselves up to fail. See, what happens is we get to the other side of those plans where those plans are in place and sometimes they don't always go the way we hoped they would. Kathy talked about me building a pool this week and this is one of those things that didn't go to plan. <laughs> I, I planned to have it done by Christmas Day and unfortunately I didn't make it. Yes, thank you, Pastor Robbie. <laughs> That's how I felt too. And, uh, you know, I, I had the best intentions. I was like, you know, I can do this on this day. And I had it all mapped out. And I had, you know, certain afternoons and nights that I worked on it. And unfortunately, I had no margin. And I made some mistakes. The, the problem was my first part of the plan is, like I'd, I'd watched a, a YouTube video how to do it. Two days went by and I thought, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And uh, I missed a step. And so what that created for me was a chain reaction of mistake after mistake after mistake because I had to fix up mistake after mistake. And so this can actually happen to our plans. See, we can make plans hoping that that's the thing that's going to get us through. But what happens is they don't always go to plan. And so what actually happens is we lose hope in whatever it is we're putting our mind and heart to. And so it becomes really hard then in those moments we can actually find ourselves in 
in the new year, because that's what we're talking about, actually losing hope for the year. We can find ourselves going, why God? Why am I here? Why didn't this work out the way I hoped it would? And so it's really important that we actually don't rely on our own plans because plans change. See, Jeremiah 29.11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. See, there is a hope that goes beyond our own planning. There is a hope that actually goes in uh, God whose plans never change. He is reliable. We can rely on his plans for our life. And so when plans aren't going the way we hoped, we can actually look to him and go, we know what? You've got plans for me and I can hope on you. The second point I want to pull out this morning is hope is not in your past. I want to read the next part of this story from Genesis 19 to 20, uh, verse, 9, uh, verse 9, uh, 23 to 26. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Here's the thing, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. I don't know if you've got to a point in your place before, a point, to, a point in your life before where now you've made plans, you're in that moment and it hasn't gone to the way you thought it would go and you actually find yourself looking back to what you used to have. Has everyone, anyone ever experienced that before? Because what happens is, when things don't go to plan, we actually look for comfort. We look for what we know. And so we, it's actually a really good indicator of if something's not going to plan and you're looking back, you can discover where your hope is in that moment. See, we can actually misplace our hope into something that actually doesn't exist anymore. See, the past is the past. You can't get it back. But sometimes we can hope for the past to come back. I know when we first moved to Shepparton, things didn't go the way I thought it would go. That was 12 years ago now. And I found myself actually wanting to move back to Brisbane because I was uncomfortable with where we're at right now, at that time. And so... I used to think regularly about, oh, if I could just move back to where my friends were, if I could just move back to where my family was, if I could just surf again, because that's what I love doing. Like, I used to just think about these things, and it was like this wishful thinking. It was like, if I could just have those things back again, my life would be all good. But the problem with that is, when you, you hold on to the past, you actually can't then hold on to the future. You can't hold on to both at the same time. See, we must let go of the past in order to move forward to what God has planned for us. See, God has great plans for us like we talked about before. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you. But if we're going to step into those plans, we actually need to let go of our own plans sometimes 
in order to grab hold of God's plans. So I'd encourage you, if you find yourself this year or next year looking back to what, finding those things that you used to hang on to, the, the good times, I'd encourage you, let go of those things. You don't need them anymore because God has better things for you in the future. Amen. Amen? Well, the third thing I want to pull out this morning is hope is not in your destination. See, I find it interesting that when Lot asked about making plans to go to Zor, he actually put his hope in a place. He thought that that place in and of itself would be the place that would bring him comfort and bring him protection. And we actually discover once he gets there, he's not safe at all. In fact, he's just lost his wife who turned into a pillar of salt. So that's one part of the plan that changed. So it's just him and his daughters in, a, in an unknown place and he finds himself in a very unsafe situation and he says we need to leave this place because these people actually don't like us and we can actually uh, do the same thing in our lives sometimes I don't know if you've ever said this to yourself if I can just get to this place life's going to be good have you ever had that thought I think we all have that and a destination doesn't actually always have to be a physical place A destination can actually be something that we're trying to achieve. It can be a place of success. It can be a job. It can be a relationship. It can be money. It can be a house. It can be so many things. And it's like we hang on to this idea of if we can just get to this place, my life's going to be all good. But I think what happens is we forget that hope is, not, is actually, it's not an external thing. Hope is not in external circumstances because external circumstances change all the time. See, Joshua 1 verse 9 says this, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, it actually doesn't matter where you live, it doesn't matter what house you have, it doesn't matter what job you have, these things actually don't define you. The thing that is actually with you no matter wherever you go is God. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So if you're living in Shepparton, if you're living in Queensland, if you're living in Perth, if you're living in Africa, actually God is with you. He's not in a sole destination. Which leads me to my last point. Hope is in you. Hope is in you. See, Colossians 1 verse 27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of, his, of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, that is a promise for us. 
That is a reality for us. When we say yes to Jesus, he comes and lives in our lives and he goes wherever we go. And so it doesn't matter what circumstance you're in, it doesn't matter what place you're in, he is with you wherever you are. And so when we think about 2020 and where we're going to live or what we're going to do or how we're going to live our life, we don't need to put our hope in those things themselves. We actually need to put our hope in the one who is living in us. And his name is Jesus. See, the Bible actually says that when we uh, give our life to Jesus, he actually comes and takes residence in our life. He says he'll come and make a home with us. And that's a promise. The Holy Spirit, he said, I must go so that I can send my Holy Spirit. And our Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. And so we actually carry him with us wherever we go. So 2020, it doesn't matter what circumstance happens. It doesn't matter what uh, job you're doing. It doesn't matter. It actually, they, all those things can change in an instant. In fact, I had plans to go to the gym. And I went for two weeks. It was the longest stint ever. And I was like, my plan was like, I did this 90-day challenge. Get ripped in 90 days. And uh, unfortunately, I went too hard too soon. And I did my back in like the sixth session. Now, I didn't plan for that. And I actually couldn't go back for a whole week. But in the same week, I actually, I actually dislocated my knee as well. <laughs> you don't plan this stuff. You actually don't plan it. And so my hope in getting ripped in 90 days was out the window. It was all gone. And so I'd encourage you, hold, hold these plans loosely. When you go into 2020, hold them loosely. Because they're going to change. Circumstances change. Life changes. And what we need to do is not rely on our plans, not rely on our... Uh, you know, our destination and our things and not look back to the past. See, we need to continue to put our hope in Jesus because he is the same yesterday, today and forever and he will never change. So I'd encourage you, 2020, I believe, is going to be our best year yet. It's going to be our best year yet. For God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a future, to give you a hope, and to give you whatever else it says in that scripture. But to prosper, thank you. So, if I could get everybody to stand this morning. Because I believe today is a very significant day. We're actually at the edge of a decade. And I think that this is going to be a significant milestone in the life of, of your life, but also in the life of this church. See, as we're in worship, I just felt the Holy Spirit just whisper to me, 2020 is going to be the best. It's going to be our best year yet. And it doesn't actually matter if you're a part of this church or whether you're a part of another church. I believe that this promise is for the church. It is for the church. Because I believe God is actually positioning the church right now. 
He's positioning the church to be the light of the world. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but there has been this, this time of stretching, and I think that this is going to continue. But it's actually a positioning yeah. of the church to become effective. Yeah. See, God is stripping away the things that we've held on to, the things of this world that we thought are going to bring us hope, and he's removing them. And if you feel uncomfortable in 2020, that's the reason why you're feeling uncomfortable. He's actually removing the things that you don't need to hold on to and he's actually putting a better plan in place because he, has, he wants to use you in wherever situation you're at to bring his kingdom purposes into this place. So I just want to take a moment to pray over you this morning and pray a blessing over your 2020. So if I could get everybody to raise their hands and close their eyes. Holy Spirit, right now I just ask that you would come and move mightily on every single person. And Lord, we, in this moment we commit our plans to you for 2020. Lord, we are not going to rely on our own plans, but we are going to rely on your plans. Lord, we will still make plans because you, you say to be good stewards of our time and to be stewards of our life. But ultimately, Lord, it's your plans that we're going to follow. And so we commit all of our plans to you. And we commit 2020 to be the best year it has ever been in the life of this church and in our lives, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that 2020 be a year of acceleration it would be a year of multiplication. And Lord, I just pray that identity in every single person's life would just increase. Lord, I just pray right now that the, the connection between us and you would be unhindered. I pray that our lives would be so connected to you that our trust and our hope would be in you for 2020, Lord God. And Lord, I just ask right now that you would start to plant seeds of fresh vision for 2020. I just pray right now that there would be so much clarity for 2020, Lord God, that there would be no doubt about what it is that we put our hand to, that you are with us and you are in it. Lord, I pray that Shepparton would experience your light that it would experience your hope and that this church would rise up to be who you have called it to be. That we would be a bright, bold hope for Shepherd and Lord. And Lord, I pray that there would be full commitment to your church to see your church rise. That there would be full commitment to becoming all that we can be, Lord. In our families, in our workplaces, in our own inner worlds, I just declare wholeness, I declare healing, and I declare prosperity. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Bless every single person here. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a round of applause this morning? Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us at Facebook 
at Encounter.Shepparton.